Well, here we are. It's February and we're back on the mic. Seth, welcome back. Thanks, Steph. Happy to be here with you. <sighs> I feel like I need an exhale, a moment of all that was January. We have some juicy nuggets that feel really appropriate. And sometimes when we hit record, it feels like some life updates, some new goal updates, and it feels appropriate to be on the pod to riff about that with you today. Yes, I love our conversations and so open Mm. to wherever they go. Magic. Okay. Well, not an elephant um, in the room. A fact of the matter is to just kick this one off. The changing of times, the winds of change, and we have closed the recruiting side of the business. And I wanted to bring that up on the pod today. Um, Not like it's some huge announcement, more about, I mean, it is a huge announcement and I want to just land that like, it feels like an enormous deal for me because it was the acorn that started all of this. And without that acorn, like nine and a half years later, we wouldn't be where we are today. And what I know to be true is how we handle the winds of change of where acorns are planted or are not planted and what comes next and how we handle the new chapters and the newness is something that I don't feel like we always talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, sh- I share that with you because I'm like, wait, can we just go like really far out and tell me about how can we bring this to yoga and like when you're on the mat and the practice of yoga, which feels like the practice of constant change. And perhaps there's something we can draw from or learn from in something that's not the thing that we're changing right now. I just want you to know that I've turned on my listening to listen to the, what we're not saying to like, what is underneath Mm. it all. And so just so if you know that I'm quiet or staring, it's because I'm going into the like deeper of like, wow, Steph, this is, it doesn't have to be big. I'm just going to say big news. And I'm trying to see like, Ooh, when a chapter closes, how do we honor every day, every moment, every person, every experience that went into it. And I'm just, this is nice for you to be able to process out loud with everyone. And for, for anyone listening to hear you right from the source say things are changing. So, and with change comes so much as we know in a workplace in life. Yeah. And when we resist it, it can show up in our knees. (laughs) (laughs) True. This is true. So I want, I can go to yoga and yoga has taught us so much about how to deal with everything off the Mm. mat in the world and not get so emotional Mm. um, or reactive. And we can also look at the brain science of how do we react? What pulls Mm. us down and what keeps us down in this downward spiral spiral of anger, frustration, doubt, Mm. unforgiveness. And how have we, you and I, gathered, we've like gathered all these tools for 20 years to go when life is hard, when things change, when we are faced with challenge, which tool do we want to pull from? Right. And so I guess right now yoga is one of our tools that maybe we don't share with everyone that we tap into. We, and the reason why is because we go onto our mat, we get to close our eyes and go inwards and really see what is the truest thing for us right now in this present moment. And when do we give ourselves an hour to do that? Yeah. Well, when you say that, 
one of the things that comes up for me in yoga and as it relates to change is that every posture is a new sensation and every down dog and every chaturanga, it feels different the first time, then the 10th time, then the 50th time in class. And I will just share personally, I welcome that change. When it's hard, it's okay. The next one might feel different and different doesn't mean easy. And it's actually for me, the practice of constant change and the acceptance of exactly what is, whether that is hard, whether it's not hard. It's the processing of a feeling that is only a few breaths long before there's something new. And that feels like like this repetition that, you only get if you're committed to the practice. And my word that I released for 2024 was relentless. I did not want to live a life that was in relentless pursuit of anything or anyone. I wanted to be so committed to that, which I knew to be true. And so there is a fierce commitment and it's no longer relentless. So 2023, you let go of Sorry. relentlessness. And that's right. Okay, great. Yeah. So, yes. Good. So in 2024, no relentless. And you All know, right. it's so wild. I never step on my mat and think like, I'm here for this relentless practice. Right. I'm here for a surrendering practice. If that means I am in Shavasana, I'm in Shavasana. Like it's all okay. However, it needs to go. And the work is coming back to the mat time and time, day in, day out, of course. So that feels really, really true and really real. Can you tell me about your yoga journey before I sort of wrap that back to recruiting? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a big one. And that's where I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is it that I want to share here? Because I also know that a lot of people don't resonate with the practice of yoga and yoga can teach us so much about ourselves. And I think that Mm. it's the practice of becoming awake. And Mm. so when I first, so I have a family of yogis, my mom always did it. She got certified when I was in my twenties, my sisters are, my sister practices two hours a day. Like I have, my aunt runs the Shivana, um, the center on Salt Spring Island. Like I have a family of yogis. When I got into it, um, I was a dancer, a modern dancer professionally And I would dance all day. And then at night I would go to do Ashtanga yoga. And that's so hardcore. All day. And then I would go do yoga. And then I got a, I used to get grants to go further my dancing. So in the summers I would go away and I went to New York one summer. I got a grant to dance and I was at this studio in New York on the top floor with top dancers. And I was so bored. I was like, what the France am I doing? Why am I dancing even more than I already do? There has to be more to life. So I snuck out. I don't even think I had a phone. So I keep remembering the story. I'm like, how the, how the frick did I get around New York? Did I have a paper? Probably did. Found this yoga studio that I didn't even know about. And it was called the Jiva Mukti Center. And I went into this weird building. I went to the top floor and these elevator doors open. And I was like, where have I landed? I am now Mm. in my purpose. And I walked out and there was these libraries and food and studios. And I went with the founder, David Life, I think is his name. And I went into his yoga class for the first time. And I was mat to mat. Back then, yoga studios were not mat to mat in Canada. 
people were sweating on my mat. I was like, where am I? There was someone right behind me, someone right in front of me. And he starts playing these like Beatles rock and roll yoga music. And I remember he put us in handstands, which I didn't do at the time. And he screamed at us and he said, what is the worst thing that could happen in this moment? I get that you're scared. Get over your fear, get into that handstand. And if you fall, you fall. From that day forward, I was like, yes, I'm going to spend my time evolving myself as a human being, learning these things through yoga poses. And that changed my life. And I stopped smoking. I decided spending my time drinking wasn't the way I wanted to live. It was like all the, you know, the smoking, the drugs and the alcohol just faded away. And I decided to evolve myself as a human being. Mm, Okay. Well, that was the story we needed to hear to kick off the second month of the year to kick off the practice, what yoga can be. So depending on where you are in the world, depending on your relationship with perhaps a studio, I will tell you, I've definitely fallen in love with the act of yoga on Zoom, which can be equally as powerful. You know, there's there's teachers and places to go that you think you might love and then you don't. And there's places to go that you didn't know you were going to fall in love. And our friend Jackie Carr says that a haiku a yoga class or any moment can change your life if you let it. And it's so powerful because in that moment, you let that class and that teacher change your life. And you did. And I think that is what I want to share about the changing of the winds, the winds of change of recruitment, that the world that was 10 years ago when this began is not the world that it is today. People are hiring and firing very, very differently this is not about fear. This is about experience of the the human experience at work. And there are many other incredible recruiters, of course, in North America doing really neat work. And I honor them for their resiliency. I honor them for their relentlessness because it has been a tough go. And for people that have said recruiting hasn't been affected, Uh, I don't know that's totally true. I think they really has been. And some people are up for weathering storms in different ways. And just like you in handstand, some people went up into handstand that day and some people didn't. And that class still had the opportunity to change many people's lives. And so here we are now. And what I share is like, we've had the opportunity to change so many people's lives. We've placed a many, many people. We've coached and counseled and recruited many folks. I give a shout out to Lana Bradshaw for really weathering the economic storms and the highs and the lows and everything in between. And what I know is that it's our time for something else. And so I just, I share that to be true. I share it to honor everything that was. I share the journey that has been relentless and has been so true. And here we are in 2024 with a new corner and something new to be true. And that feels really great. So if you're listening to this pod and you've been along for the journey, here's to change and here's to handstand on the day that feels like handstand. And here's to also knowing when it's not the day to be in handstand and may that be okay for you as well. We are still offering training programs, development programs, we're leading workshops, we're on site more in person than for many years. And the coaching offerings, of course, are still very, very robust. So we are here, we are stoked, and we are no longer recruiting. (laughs) 
Heck yes. I, I love it. I see how lit up you are. And also mm. this decision did not come lightly for you. So no. I'm like, wow, Steph, just looking at you and hearing you, mm. you're embodying and teaching us all something so big. And I think mm. you and I heard this the other day too, is like evolution mm. is incredible and necessary for companies. And the hardest thing mm. we could do is probably say, goodbye to something. And we're still here. Yeah. You know, speaking of hearing great things, someone said the other day, everyone is being told to put their nose to the grindstone. Mm -hmm. And we both kind of stepped back and said, but I really like the nose on my face. And I don't think I would be the same person if I didn't have a nose on my face. And what if we didn't have to take our nose off to keep going? And of course, yeah. nobody's nose is actually coming off, but where in your life are you working your nose to the ground? Your head is down so far that you don't see a vision beyond your nose in the ground. And that feels like not something to be stoked about, not something to be proud about. Let's not do that. Yeah. yeah? I think it takes a lot of courage to look mm-hmm. at where we are now. And this is just mm-hmm. people, companies and go, okay, how am I doing this? And is it stressful? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it worthy of my time? Yeah. You know, I, like, I don't understand when we're like, okay, we just have to power through, like push through mm-hmm. and then they'll be, it's like, no, 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 right here, right now. Yeah. Right. The energy that we bring to every moment mm-hmm. creates our future. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if it's stress without purpose, yeah. right. Or if it's stress because it's stress, yeah. what's the I'm going to be might not be great. Yes. I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like our newsletter. We call it the corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching development or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. Well, that is the perfect segue to the next nugget that I really want to dive into, which is in the face of change, which is always happening every moment of every day, we have the opportunity to create the rest of 2024, the opportunity to create who we are, who we want to be, what we want to do in this world, in this special lifetime called this year. And I want to dive right into, you mentioned um, before we hit record, something about archetypes and how you're drawn to an archetype. And I want to riff there first, Seth, because the archetype for you is something, someone visually, and yet there's more than the visual pieces. So can we start with like the visual archetype that you're attracted to or that you're drawn to? And then what else? Yeah, there's an archetype that I've always kind of pulled pieces to, and it's, um, a female figure of power and strength Mm -hmm. and self-expression. And Mm -hmm. so in my life, it's showed up in different ways. At one point it was, you know, bleach blonde hair, this person with dreadlocks and like muscles when that wasn't a thing Mm -hmm. in, in the nineties for women, you know, or now it's like people showing up fully expressed, wearing what they want, being who they want, feeling powerful and self-expressed is the archetype that I'm drawn to. Oh, okay. And how are you manifesting or creating goals, 
habits in 2024 with that archetype in mind? Or are you? Maybe yeah. you aren't. Yeah. I'm exploring it. I think it's yeah. really cool. When people see people online, mm. if they're drawn to that image, mm. then the next question is, what has me drawn to that image? And so when I see an image of strength and power and self-expression, I go, whoo, what about that do I want to manifest in my life? Or where am I not living up to that? Where am I not showing up as myself? Mm. Yeah. And then and so that's what I yeah. look for. And so yeah. I would say we have so many moments in our days where we can go yeah. and see an image of someone and the downfall, the reaction could be turning it into jealousy, but the positive uh, side of it is going, Ooh, what in there is within me that I'm not expressing yet. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. When you said that, I was like, all right, do you need to go and get bleach blonde hair? Are no. we going back to the 90s? No, no. no. I've already done no. that. Done that. Been okay. there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's okay. It can be like decades. That was a decade. That's not for me now, but I'm going to bring a little bit of that self-expression into 2024. I think I'm pretty good at honoring how do I want to show up as fully me? It's just mm. something that I keep asking to make sure that I don't steer too far off of like, who yeah. am I? How do I want to show up this year? Yeah. Like, what does full expression look like for me this year? Mm. Beautiful. So I pose that to you and yeah. out there, right? What, who yeah. are you and how do you want to show up in your being yeah. this year? Yeah. Beautiful. So if you're listening, that's a question to ask. And I will share without being coy yet sharing as much as I can that I've had a few years of some, dare I say, like tumultuous times with people known um, in the profession of of lawyers. And (laughs) in my experiences with lawyers, with all due respect, and they have a very noble profession, and I am not here to say anything ill about lawyers, they consistently call me to be myself. And what I know to be true is whether it's a lawyer or a judge, the power of showing up perfectly as only me, which feels like once upon a time, I would say unapologetically Steph Corker. It feels like the ultimate test is can you be yourself sitting with a lawyer? And that is a new litmus test for me of can I be myself and not squirrel into a box of how everything is meant to be or should be or a precedented case that exists in the world. And especially as it relates to, let's say, business law, there's beautiful power in being a business owner, being a founder, and not losing yourself. And I feel like, oh, I wish we had more examples and more stories to see how people do it. And I know it's possible. And I want to continue to be that. Whether that's, you know, showing up with a toque on, um, you know, what, so whether it's like how you present yourself, whether it's your written word and how you communicate, it feels so essential to me that it's consistent, it's congruent, and it's true. So that's what feels really real. Yeah. yeah it shows up in the choices you make. It doesn't yeah. have to be appearance, right? Yeah, I, of course. Well I just said blonde hair and, you know, cause yeah. for me it's like, woo. And yeah. Um, yeah, the choices you make, the decisions you make, how you communicate, yeah. how 
lead your people. And what you just had me think of, Steph, is as the CEO of an incredible company, there are stressful moments, mm -hmm. there are challenges, mm -hmm. and it would be really great to hear from you, like how, what you just said, like you keep showing up being you, mm. and like what has been a learning for you in these challenges? Mm. How do you keep showing up as you? What's the sentence mm. you say or the reminder mm. that you tell yourself to show mm. up as you and so that you can still lead this company? Right. Well, I will tell you that there was a very, very pivotal moment that happened last year. And perhaps six months from now, we can talk about that moment of 2023. We can't talk about it right now. And I remember hearing, we'll call them someone, said, why do you communicate this way? And I wasn't able to speak to that at, at the time. And yet, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, yet I remember distinctly the thought that came across my brain was, because I don't know how to be anyone other than me. And... I wasn't here to be a precedented case. I wasn't here to copy a template, to copy a script. I wasn't here to have a business case, you know, be carbon copied and be one more of those examples. And my wish is that other people can embrace what that means for them. But let it be known, like, we don't know how to be anyone other than who we are. And we can learn and pull from other examples, from other leaders, absolutely. Yet it comes up often. And I know we said, you know, it's not about appearance. And yet I think it starts with appearance. It's like, how do you want to present yourself? When I pick an outfit to go, you know, go X, I want to know what is the like, quote unquote, power suit that makes me feel me. And no one else maybe dress that way. And how is that okay? And we recently, you know, you were leading um, really cool work at a tech company and the facilitator who came up before you had a gold flying squirrel outfit on. And I just thought she is so perfectly herself on stage. And that might not be an outfit that anyone else in that room would wear. And I thought, way to go. You chose the outfit for you that day. And I think that if we can think of that literally and proverbially, what do you put in your body? How do you move your body? Who is in your orbit? Who's in your sphere? How do you get to just keep being unapologetically yourself? Yeah. And I say that with the asterisks of there's great power in seeing blind spots, seeing shadows, seeing when we show up in not a great version of ourselves. We need accountability big time. And I think that that is the power of coaching. It's the power of true friendship. It's the power of great business partnership to say, this isn't excellent. And I'm still here with you. And can we be excellent? Ooh, yes, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want one more question. And that's a question of like the feeling of January and the feeling of February. I feel like 2024 kicked off and it felt like I want to say fireworks and I don't necessarily mean celebration fireworks. I feel like it was like, Pew, pew, what's happening over here? What's happening over there? And you often came back to share, this is just life, Steph. And there'll be highs and lows and we hold it all together. <sighs> Exhale. I really heard you say that. So can you tell me about how you how you have navigated this first month and how you're feeling rolling into the second month? Yeah, it is life. So if we categorize each moment and go, this is stressful, 
right? And we categorize the weather. This is blank. And then we generalize and make it really big. And it's all of it always. That's when then stories are created. Whereas mm. I will have moments that I don't love and I will have moments that I do love mm. and I will have these neutral moments and it's all makes up the bigger whole of life. Mm. And so I listened to a lot of people talk about January mm. and myself being in it. I'm very mindful to not create a story of 2024. Yes. And then yes. that will come on record and it's yeah. going to go to my filing cabinet and be locked away as the month in 2024 called January. So yeah. I was in the pouring rain watching soccer one morning. Yes, that happened. Would I make a new choice next time? Bring a waterproof jacket and an umbrella and warmer socks? Yes. And maybe hot chocolate. So <laughs> I, I would chalk it up as learnings, what I would do differently and new habits created. Powerful. Is there anything on the new habits created list that you're up for sharing? Um, yes. So, you know, I have started journaling in mm. January. We talked about this. I'm still going. And mm. what's cool is what shows up is sometimes not great things, sticky things, and sometimes yeah. great things. Yeah. Um, someone asked if I work out every day and I was like, yeah. And I've never admitted that. And so uh -huh. a new habit is regardless of whatever's happening, just go move my body. Mm. A new habit that I really have never done recently is going to the gym at night. I'm like, I'm a day morning gymmer. I went at uh -huh. night cleaning cleaning, just more cleaning. I thought I was a pretty tidy home person. And I'm like, it just, we need to take care of our bodies and yeah. our home and the food we eat all yeah. the time. We've had three colds in this house. Uh, not, not I. And <laughs> okay. So how do we hydrate more, more fruit, more vegetables? Yeah. So, so I would say those things for yeah. sure. Beautiful. I want to, so I appreciate that you really bring me a high vibration. You bring to my life, to our conversations, a very high vibe. And I am not here to give you a low vibe, yet I am here to share a truth of January was that when the year kicked off, I found it challenging with some noise in my head to declare really powerful year-long goals and really powerful vision statements to hang on to or lock into. And the cost of that was that I felt like I was more in a monthly goal setting practice in January. And what I want to share is I don't know that that served. I think there is great power in what, however tricky it might be, hold a vision true, find a vision, and it might not be the whole vision and really sit with who do you want to be 12 months from now? What is the 12 month North star and find ways that it's true to come back to. And I get that everyone has their own relationships with resolutions and with goals. And my personal relationship is it's essential. And knowing where you want to go, knowing what matters, knowing who matters and how you want to show up for them, leave room for magic, leave room for spontaneity, leave room for things to go sideways and still create the space in your life for that which matters most. And the practice that I have found to be most true to me is through the practice of goal setting. Mm -hmm. And 
I think I feel like a, a, a mic drop moment there of like, it's never too late. You can renovate them. You can change them. Uh, and most importantly, you can share them and you can bring the people who matter along for a really special journey. And you get to be a part of their journey too. If you hold the space that's dear to hear what people want to get up to. So I'm rolling into February with a true commitment of goals matter. People matter most set goals and share them with people. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It, it does feel like it was instead of a uh, set your vision and set all the goals now in January, it's like, ah, let's get clear on our focus and purpose and impact. Yeah. And the goals are coming. They're, they're coming up. They're coming. They are coming. And that's a beautiful, compassionate response. So if you may have felt a little bit like me while listening to this, now is the time. I, I want to share the practice you had for the whole month of January. What were people asking of you or for you? What were people asking you to do? What a beautiful list. Keep track of those things. See what you're gravitated to. See what people ask of you that you always say yes and you always say no to. What, what is in that? How cool. Yeah. Well, Sess, it's always an inspiring, it's a raw and honest space and place to hit record. Have I missed anything? Is there anything that is on top of your tongue to share? No, I love this. I'm like, what did we even, we're, we went everywhere and I love it. And yes, thank you. We're ready for February. And I yeah. do feel like what you said at the beginning was deep exhale. It's February. Mm. Exhale. We will include a link to One Yoga North Van where you can take virtual classes. And if that is an opportunity for you to get on your mat, get on your mat. And if there's another place that you can unroll your mat, unroll your mat. And may the winds of change meet you briskly, blow your hair back, and have a great year. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.